With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. Colorado Avalanche postgame coverage continues now on Denver's official home for Avs hockey. Let's go between the pipes with Alex Ryan Emmy and Mark Springer. Two seconds, one second, that is it. Darcy Kemper gets his second shutout of the season, the 22nd of his career, and the Avalanche have exercised some demons in Dallas. A building where they suffered a regulation loss earlier this year. They get sweet redemption. They win 4 nothing over their central division rivals, and they'll go against the Stars again Tuesday night at Ball Arena in downtown Denver, Colorado. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Avs, 4 nothing winners on the road in Dallas against the Stars. They improved to 34-8-4 on the season. Goals from Nazem Kadri. An empty netter at the end of the game from the captain. Nicholas Obey-Kubel adds a goal today too. The first goal coming from number 92, a net, or net front tip as Nathan McKinnon returns to the lineup. Floats in a nice little saucer pass there uh, from the top of the zone. 4 nothing as Darcy Kemper skates to his second shutout on the season. The Stars fall to 25-19-0 on the year. 23 saves for Darcy. The Avs get pummeled on the faceoff dot tonight, but it didn't matter. Uh, outside of that, this was a completely dominant performance from the Avs tonight. They continue to roll. They hold on to first place in the National Hockey League this year as we're broadcasting live from Blake Street Tavern ahead of Super Bowl Sunday between the Cincinnati Bengals and Los Angeles Rams. A four and a half point spread as it stands today, but welcome to Between the Pipes. I'm your host, Alex Ryan Emmy. You guys know me better as Raj, joined as always by the radio machine, Mark Springer, Jesse Trujillo, producing the show on site and back at the Bud Light Next Studios is Steve Nelson on the ones and twos. Pitter patter, let's yeah, get at it. Uh, Raj, good to see you on this Super Bowl Sunday. Got Je Steve Nelson back at the shop. That's what but, I love about you. Um, got Jesse Trujillo here. That's what I appreciate uh, about this broadcast. You. Come out and see us like Marie from Twitch did. Marie's out here, and if you come out to see us at the Blake Street Tavern, now it's starting to get a little more crowded here as people trickle in for the Super Bowl coming off of 
that Avs win. If you come to Blake Street Tavern, we're in the back. You'll see us. You can't miss us. Uh, we got a table here where if you put your name and uh, I think just your name, probably your phone number so we can contact you uh, in our little raffle box, we're going to have five winners today. Five people who stop by our altitude table are going to win tickets to go see the Nuggets play the Magic this Monday night at Ball Arena. So you can be one of those five winners. All you got to do is come down to Blake Street Tavern, say hi, put your name in the hat, essentially, and and uh, we also have a couple more Altitude Sports Radio 92.5 t-shirts to give away. So, uh, yeah, coming off of a 4-0 Avs win here this afternoon. We got the Super Bowl uh, coming up at 4-4.30. Raj and I will take you up to kickoff. We're going to be talking Avs. We're going to be talking Super Bowl. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be great. If you guys want to join the program, please do so on the Shop Automotive text line at 30933. You can call us at 303 504 0925 on the Quality First Service Group listener line. Uh, Twitch not up right now, having some technical difficulties, but uh, screw that. Don't watch us. Come down to Blake Street and, and hang out with us. Have a beer with us, and uh, we'll talk about this big win for the Abs. Again, a central division collision tonight between the Abs, or tonight, this afternoon. Tonight. <laughs> between the Abs and the Stars. And uh, spring, as I said, the Abs jump out to an early lead, right? They score a goal yet again in the first 10 minutes of a hockey game. They jump out to a 2 nothing. Uh, advantage early on and then they kind of put the game to bed as it stood from there Uh, the next period and a half almost two full periods go scoreless but uh, this was a game in which the abs consistently controlled puck possession I thought the first period was one of the most dominant that they've had all year certainly inside the division Uh, the third period was just shut Dallas down, make sure that your lead gets up to three and you don't have to worry about it. And then finally you're hoping uh, to keep a zero on the scoreboard for Kemper, which the Avs do for the second time this year. But in a day where McKinnon comes back from injury and concussion, the top line and your top performers that have been all season long, McKinnon, Rantanen, Landeskog, McCarr, Nazem Kadri, they all showed up tonight. And that's the main reason why you, you pretty much pummel the Stars tonight. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to say it like four or five times. <laughs> you know, I uh, you know listening to Connor McGahey's call there, his final call of the game that uh, Nelson bumped us into this show with. You know, he referenced the last time that the Avs were in Dallas. That was back on November 26. And remember this game, Raj. This was a game where the Stars scored two early goals, and I tweeted out, "Well, this game's over. We'll talk to you on between the pipes in two hours." Uh, and it was. Now, the Avs did score one late to make it uh, two or three to one, and then uh, I think it was two one, and then an empty netter for Dallas. So the Avs did fight a little in that game, but kind of a, 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 rever- a reversal here today. It was two nothing early for the Avs, and that was it, man. That was it. I mean, the Avs defense, they just did not let Dallas get anything going. I Look, this is a Stars team that I'm actually kind of surprised that, you know, they couldn't get a goal today is there's a lot of talent offensively I was more concerned about Braden Holtby in net for Dallas I know he's been a little better of late but overall over the past few years you know I'm not surprised the Avs get three on him four with an empty netter I thought Dallas would have a little more to say on their offensive end but Darcy Kemper with another shutout he's playing well we know Fransos has been playing well I mean Darcy over this past couple weeks 
He's making us forget about Franco's. Darcy's on fire. Uh, which is why, again, you and I had that conversation about the impending trade deadline, middle of March. I believe March 22 is the NHL trade deadline this season. Uh, at the beginning of the year, what were you and I talking about? How can you get a guy like Marc-Andre Fleury here in Burgundy and Blue because of uh, the fact that Francois had come back and then goes out with another injury. Kemper was having the, uh, the the typical struggles that come with a goaltender changing scenes and changing homes. Ever since kind of the turn of the calendar, they've been the best goaltending tandem in the National Hockey League statistically, and the Avs uh, very clearly have been the best and hottest team uh, in the entire National Hockey League. So I, as of right now, I don't think you need to worry about going out and trading for a goaltender. Kemper's turned the corner. Darcy Kemper is looking like 2019 World Championship Darcy Kemper. He's looking like bubble Arizona Coyotes Darcy Kemper. That, uh, again, a toothless Coyotes team that you saw in the bubble there that year. Uh, ironically, uh, in the year where you lost to Dallas in seven games and Joel Kiviranta scores a hat trick and, and breaks everyone's heart. Darcy Kemper was the only thing that kept Arizona from being probably swept and beat heavily in, yeah. I, I'd say, again, I, I'd say those games would have been 5 6 7 nothing. and Kemper isn't playing uh, at the very top of his game. You're starting to see that right now. Did he have to be excellent tonight? No, he didn't. But he just needs to be better than average for the Avs to win a cup. Yeah, and the PK was good again today, killing three. Stars power plays in the second period. And then, you, I mean, Kale McCarr played 90 seconds of, of shorthanded time on ice tonight. So, you know, Nas only played five seconds. You know, that was probably at the end of one of the. I like this. Kale McCarr underrated defensively. So Kemper was good. The PK was good again here today. I saw this, speaking of the goaltenders, uh, Saw this the other night, Friday night. There was a, a report from Chris Johnston of TSN uh, that the Avs are showing interest in Claude Giroux. As they should. And Marc-Andre Fleury. Now, that was of a couple days ago. I, I, look, I, it, was it a swing that I was very curious to see if the Avs would take and maybe one that they should have taken? Maybe they still should. I don't know, but... Gosh, I, I'm cool, man. I'm cool. I don't need. It's wild to say that I don't need Mark Andre Fleury. That's a weird sentence to say because he's the type of guy that you don't ever say no to. That right? You, there are certain things in this world, Raj. You just don't say no to. I don't care how well you think things might be going for you in any aspect of your life. You know, like I don't care how well Darcy's playing. I don't care how well Franco's is playing. Are you really going to say no to Mark Andre Fleury? But oh boy, I don't know, man. I might be saying no. I don't think you. I don't think you need the guy here again. I I, I love Mark Andre Fleury for years. I've said I, I firmly believe he's a top five goaltender uh, of all time. But there are needs on this team. If there are in fact needs on this team that are greater than goaltending. And all you had to do was worry about weathering the storm at the beginning of the season. Most goaltenders struggle when they first get to a place. Guess who struggled at the beginning of the season? Mightily. Marc-Andre Fleury when he was in Chicago. Mm -hmm. it's, I mean, sure, does it help that he was playing, or hurt rather, that he was playing in front of a, a pretty porous defensive club in Chicago? Yes, but after what? three, four weeks, he settled down. He started looking like the Marc-Andre Fleury of old. Oh, he just gave up five goals to the Blues last night. As, as I'm saying that, 
you can't do everything when you're playing for a club like Chicago, sure. which is not going to sniff the playoffs this year. There are other ways to improve this club if you actually believe that it needs to be improved. Claude Giroux, who you just mentioned there, is someone who you should be intrigued by. The Avs, again, like tonight, suck at winning faceoffs. Let's just call a spade a spade. They can't win a draw. They're bottom five in the league, and they've been that bad for the last three or four seasons. It's hurt them. But, again, as I said a couple of shows or shows ago, Spring, there's a couple of teams that surround them in the bottom six of the National Hockey League in faceoff percentage that are expected to go compete for not only conference championships, but a Stanley Cup championship this year, and those teams are Vegas and Florida. A couple other things from today's game. Uh, first of all, that Nazem Kadri goal, he gets his 20th of the season, so he gets to a round 20. That is a continuing to be a career high for him. He's already set that career high mark. Or no, it's not a career high in goals. He scored, um, let me see, I got it right here. It's a career high in points right now. It's a now. career high in points. Actually, and that's the thing about Kadri and his career high in goals, which was 32. He actually had two seasons of 32 goals apiece, 16-17 uh, and 17-18 with the Maple Leafs. So he's at 20 now. He gets to a clean 20. Uh, but, yes, the career high uh, in points, he just tied. No, he just passed it today. He set the career high in points today, excuse me, with the 20th goal. He's got 62 points on the season. His career high before that was 61 uh, in one of those two 32-goal seasons. Uh, so 12 more goals from Kadri to get to his career high. That's crazy, though. Like, I didn't really realize that Kadri had gotten to 32 twice in his career. He was a legit player in Toronto before yeah. he came over. Like, no, I knew he was a solid. freaking good. I knew he was a center. solid second line center, but 32 goals back to back years. That's that's legit yeah, right there. 30 goals in any NHL season is I, hell. It, I mean, 40 goal season got Jeff Skinner paid almost nine million dollars a year for uh, what is he? I think he's eight by nine, if I'm correct. Uh, like Jessica, who actually scored four goals today uh, in a win for the Sabres against, talk about a porous defensive club uh, in Poor the Montreal Canadiens. Louise is like, what the hell did I get myself into? St. Louis just there because he's going to get behind the bench. He gets a little bit of cachet with the, uh, uh -huh. with the fans there. You know what? If Marty turns around and the team wins like five games for the rest of the year, you know what he can't lose? Anything. There sure. is nothing for Martin St. Louis to lose this year by going behind the bench for Montreal. Yeah, the bar's so low. The bar is in the ba the bar's <laughs> buried right now. But but no, I mean Catry's 31 years old, and you know those two 32 goal seasons for him were five years ago, and you know he's you know he couldn't score to save his life in the pa in the last couple months of last season. So I, I mean this turnaround, this rejuvenation of Nazem Kadri is incredible but okay so yeah he gets the clean 20 on the season he sets the career high in points in a season with 62 here today but that Kale McCarr pass all right the pass between the legs of Miro Haskinen and you know what man you know Gosh, Kale McCarr is just way better than Miro Haskin. And I'm sorry, Dallas, but you got one up there by the Avs in that 2017 draft. You just did. McCarr's move today in the offensive zone that sets up that Nazem Kadri goal is, uh, again, there's certain things that, that Kale is able to do that no one else on the planet has the ability to do. And I, I firmly believe that that includes guys like Leon Dreisaitl, Connor McDavid, Adam Fox, 
uh, Nathan McKinnon, Sidney Crosby. There is There are things that he does with that little hip hesitation that you see him do on the right hash mark, right? He blows off the top side of the zone. I don't know who the top forward is, that, that left winger for, uh, for Dallas, but he blows off the top side of the zone as a right-handed shot on the right side, and he swivels his hip open just for a second, and that freezes the defenseman at the bottom of the strong side circle. So if you guys are still with me, I'm trying to, to, to illustrate this properly. He just pops his hip open a little bit. It forces the D-man to stop and respect that he could cut to the middle at any time. And after he does that, puts the puck back out to the outside on his forehand, slides it underneath the stick and across the crease. Those little things, I'm telling you, it's almost unnoticeable to watch it. And there's a handful of players that can even think about doing it, let alone pull it off at full speed in the game. And then a nutmeg, Miro Heiskanen, who's a really good young defenseman. He's, he will he will win a Norris Trophy at one point in his career. And Heiskanen was the third overall pick in the 2017 draft, selected by the Dallas Stars. McCarr was the fourth overall pick, the very next pick, selected by the Avs. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What does that trade McCarr. look like right now? If the Dallas Stars called and said, hey, we want to center a trade around Haskinen and Makar. It probably had to be Haskinen, two firsts, and one of their best prospects. And that's probably not even enough for Makar. Again, there's a handful of players in this league that are untradeable and untouchable. Of course, it's, this trade's never going to happen. I'm so, just saying, what? Look at look at the value that Kale has, and Haskinen's a good player. But look at the value that Kale has compared to Haskinen. I think to go, you'd players who have similar contracts. You'd have to get an NHLer now, a top prospect, and a at least a one couple first. of picks. At least, yeah. And obviously the Azure is still saying no to that trade. I mean, I'm just right. trying to, you know, I'm just trying to exemplify. You're trying to balance the scales, right? So if yes. I were to put a, you know, a, a pile of coins on one side and then whatever yeah. I'm peddling to you on the other, they need to balance out at one point. How are we going to balance this trade that is so heavily in the favor of Kale McCarr on one side? Yeah. What are you going to pile on top of there, right? Like who, who, what's the final yeah. feather to get it? To get it and, and also exemplifying that the Stars passed on him. The Stars said, nah, we're good. We're going to take Miro Heiskanen well, it's because instead. He went, it's because Kale went a, he went a very unconventional route about junior. Like he's, he didn't go play major junior in Canada. He played minor junior in Canada, which is something that people don't do. If you're a Canadian-born player, you go one of two ways. You either play in your provincial major junior league, the Western League, the Ontario League, the Quebec League, or you decide to go play minor junior and then go to college. And only over the past, let's call it five to seven years, have youth started a year of collegiate hockey. So when, when Kale... Go now? 2017 draft. Yeah, so when Kale was drafted four seasons ago now, that was still a that was still a, a shocking thing to do as a top prospect. 
you're you're typically expected to go to the Western League if you're Kel McCarr in that year. He decides to go minor junior. He plays at UMass Amherst. Um, wins the Hobie Baker Award, and then next thing you know, he's the best player in the National Hockey League, not named Connor McDavid. It, it, it's unbelievable, Un unbelievable. What, what, what did? Because Alex Newhook went to Boston College, right? Uh, Newhook was a Boston College, yes. What was he before that, a la uh, McCarr? Uh, the British Columbia Junior Hockey League, which, again, minor junior. Minor junior, okay. North of the border. Interesting. So Newhook going that same route. Yeah, so there's a lot of players that are continuing to do that. You know, the, the glut of players who are playing now uh, at Michigan, we've obviously seen four first-round picks this past year. All four of those guys are now playing in the Olympics right now, two for Team USA, uh, two defensemen for Canada in Kent Johnson and uh, Owen Power, former number one overall pick for the Buffalo Sabres uh, a couple of seasons ago. But listen, we got to take one quick time out here. Abs win 4 nothing. We are live at Blake Street Tavern. We're going to take you guys all the way up until kickoff in the Super Bowl between the Cincinnati Bengals, the Los Angeles Rams out there at SoFi Stadium. We're going to continue breaking down this Abs 4 nothing win. We'll give you some, uh, some bet the pipes picks as we're going to bring back uh, that segment for the remainder of the season starting today. Raj Spring, Altitude Sports Radio 92.5, back in three minutes. You're listening to Between the Pipes, Altitude Sports Radio 92.5's Colorado Avalanche postgame show. Back for Kiel McCarr, quick step shot, save made by Holtby, rebound, and Holtby makes a save again. McCarr scoots down the near side boards in space. Kiel McCarr right in front, he shoots and scores! The Kadri man can! That's a new career high in points for Nazem Kadri. His point streak is alive, and Nazem Kadri has scored his 62nd point of the season, and Kale McCarr has two assists in the first 11 minutes and 51 seconds of this hockey game. Colorado 2, and the Stars absolutely nothing. Before you die, there is something you should know about us, Lone Star. What? I am your father's brother's nephew's cousin's former roommate. What's that make us? Absolutely nothing. Which is what you are about to become. Avs win 4-0 on the road. An afternoon matchup against the Dallas Stars ahead of Super Bowl 56 out at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles between the hosting Rams, four and a half point favorites, and the upstart Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase and company uh, looking to upset Vaughn Miller, Matthew Stafford, Odell Beckham Jr. and the Rams. It's funny, I didn't even mention the best, the two best players on that Rams team in Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald, but uh, Raj and Spring rolling along here between the pipes, a nice Sunday afternoon edition as we come to you live from Blake Street Tavern down here in Denver. If you guys are around the area, if you're looking for something to do, stop by the bar, hang out with us. We're in the back. You can't miss us. We'll have a couple of beers. We'll watch the football game. We'll talk about this Avs win as they have now gone 60 calendar days. Yes, 60 days and 19 NHL games in a row while garnering a point. Yes, those days help when you have a, a little bit of a – COVID break and then an all-star break so uh, they have not played in a game in which they did not garner a point since all the way back on December 16th of 2021 which is the 5-2 loss at the hands of the Nashville Predators we all know what that game was when guys were taken uh, out of the locker room for COVID tests but 
Spring, they, they continue to roll. This team is, I don't want to say they're peaking because you don't want to peak right now, but they're showing you what they can do when they play at their very best. Man, think of what the overall win streak could have been if not for those pesky Coyotes, man. And then you, and you come back and you beat the Lightning at home. That would have pushed the home win streak to 20, I think it was. And what, this would have been 12 straight wins tonight if not for that Coyotes loss before the All-Star break. But oh well, I'll take a... I'll take a win over the Tampa Bay Lightning, who are one of, if not the best team in the NHL. And then, you know, the Dallas Stars, who were in the Cup Finals just a couple years ago, losing to those Tampa Bay Lightning. You know, and there's a lot of holdovers on that Stars team. You know, I'm surprised that the Stars couldn't get a goal tonight. You got a lot of talent on that team, including, you know, a Joe Pavelski. I just saw you had on your computer, Raj, a wish list for the Avs at the trade deadline. The DNVR put up a really good wish list. I like that. One of my favorite spots that I, I want to see on there is Ben Sherratt, and I know they poo-pooed him uh, yesterday on their, their podcast or a couple of days ago on their podcast about that, but uh, the boys and I can get into that later. Continue. He's a good player. The Senators defenseman, right? Uh, or can no. Canadians. Canadians. So I'm thinking of Chabot. I'm thinking of Shabbat. Excuse me. Um, either way, you get Thomas Shabbat. I'd say yes to that too. That guy's a stud. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, so I'm a little surprised that the Stars couldn't score, but that's Darcy Kemper. That's a good Avs PK. And uh, here we are live at the Blake Street Tavern, Raj. You're going to want to come out. You're going to want to put your name in the raffle to win Nuggets Magic tickets for Monday night at Ball Arena. We're going to have five winners here today. And we're also taking you up to the Super Bowl. We got Zed. Are you familiar with Zed, the musical EDM act? Zed, he's I, EDM, right? I know the name. Yes, it's EDM. I saw the Chainsmokers were playing beforehand. I'm uh -huh. going to be a little bit more juiced up about the uh, the halftime show. We get to see uh, we get to see Dre and Eminem and uh, Mary J. Blige and Snoop. And I'm assuming we're going to see an, a, a few other uh, hip hop stars of the '90s and 2000s. Um, to go along with those four names. I, I, I know that side of the music sphere a little mm. bit better than the EDM side. The only reason I know who Zed is, and Zed was just performing at SoFi Stadium ahead of this Super Bowl. So obviously now Christian McCaffrey is dating Olivia Culpo, right? Now, before Christian dated Olivia, Danny Amendola dated Olivia Culpo. And when they broke up, Danny Amendola, he he was having a he was having a rough go of it. Okay, he wrote this like lengthy Instagram post, just lamenting the breakup. He couldn't believe it. And so this is how I know Zed, Olivia's next flame, who Danny Amendola was jealous of, was Zed. So that is how I know who Zed is. How do you know that? Because I remember the saga between Danny Amendola and Spring's Olivia Culpo. Spring's got Come a on. people subscription that goes to the studio that we don't know about. He just Come runs on. to the front door, grabs it before anyone Dude. else can see it. He goes and steals the Mix 100.31. That's exactly what you're doing. You're stealing Dude. all the tabloids that go to freaking Dom and Jeremy's inbox. I'm sorry, but Olivia Culpo might be the most beautiful woman in the world. She very Whoa. well might be. So congratulations, Christian McCaffrey. You're winning. My Springer, friend and Danny Amendola, you're losing. Springer, how do you know that also, entire Zed saga? Zed won a little bit there. How do you know that entire saga blow by blow, but you can't name one Zed song? I feel like that's completely backwards. 
What? You know, his, what's a Zed song? Tell me, Steve Zed, Nelson. He had that big hit, Clarity. That was a good one. That's what I thought. Crickets. I, I actually saw That's Z- what I thought. I Crickets. Saw, I saw Zed at Outside Lands 2013, I think, in San Francisco. That's my guy, man. He did that version of the Legend of Zelda theme song, too. He had that. He's got songs with, like, all these different pop singers. Haley Legend Steinfeld. of Zelda theme song is a great sure. theme song. Is the Legend of Zelda theme song the same as the Hyrule theme song that we got in Super Smash Brothers back on N64? Or are those two things different? Yes, it's that main. It's that main theme. You know what I'm talking about? I um. Okay. I can't All do right. it off the top of my head because I was about to. I was about to break out some like Indiana Jones stuff, and I know that we're not even on the same wavelength at that point. Uh, you guys can text us. Sean Automotive text line three zero nine three three. This texter asks. Who's your guys' pick, Raj and Mark, Rams or Bengals? Funny you should ask. I am a Bengals guy today. I just cannot resist Joe Burrow. I'm here to have fun today. I understand. The, the Rams, on paper, are the better team. It's a daunting task today for the Bengals, especially when you consider that Joe Burrow got sacked, was it eight or nine times? It was eight or nine times against the Titans. And he only got sacked once against the Chiefs, I think. But, okay, you get sacked eight or nine times against the Titans. Now you got to go up against Aaron Donald. Now you got to go up against Von Miller and Leonard Floyd. That defensive line for the Rams is going to be really difficult for the Bengals. And, oh, mind you, they got Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham. And Cam Akers is back from his torn Achilles. And even defensively, one of, if not the best corners in the NFL, Jalen Ramsey, is on the Rams but I'm here to have fun today, Raj. And America's rooting for the Bengals. I'm rooting for the Bengals. I'm willing to put my money where my mouth is as well. I don't care if it's maybe not the smart pick. I'm here for the fun pick. Give me the Bengals. I get that, but what about the Rams? What about the Rams isn't fun? Like, what about Von Miller and Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup and high-flying Matt Stafford, who are watching on the TV right now with his wife and his, his four daughters, uh, what about those guys? And again, a Jalen Ramsey, one of the most you know outspoken, uh, flamboyant players in the national ho- or not, not national hockey, like <laughs> national football league. What about that team is not fun and enjoyable? Like they throw the ball all over the field. They had one of the best passing attacks in the entire league this year, and everyone's telling me, "Whoa, I want to have fun. I want to bet for the Bengals." Like just because it's Joe Burrow and he wears rose-colored glasses and smokes cigars after every win doesn't make it doesn't make the the Rams any less fun. That's a fun football team. Okay. Fair point. You're right. And look, I saw somebody uh, tweet out recently like, "Look, hey, both these quarterbacks, Matt Stafford and Joe Burrow, they seem like really likable dudes. Yes. So it's a shame that one of these two is going to have to lose today. I mean, you look at, you know, another thing that we have learned here is that, yeah, Matt Stafford is a good quarterback, and it, in fact, was the Detroit Lions that was holding him down. We now have actual confirmation of that. So I'm very happy for Matt Stafford in his first year away from the puke that is the Detroit Lions making it to the Super Bowl. You're right, the Rams are fun. We know Vaughn here in Denver. Vaughn's a blast. Vaughn is so fun to listen to Listen to him talk. He's funny. He's like unintentionally funny. Even when he's not trying to be funny, he's funny. And he's also red hot as a pass rusher right now. Over the past few weeks, he's really gotten it going. So, Seven sacks in eight games. So, yeah, no, this the Rams are a fun team. The Bengals are just more fun. That, the Bengals are the team today that America's rooting for. I would agree with you. 
again, it, it's tough not to go against the Joe Burrow factor, especially after uh, you beat the Chiefs in, what, two of five weeks, right, go, dating back to week 17 of the regular season. In order for you to do that and come away with wins in those games, you have to be something special. Uh, everyone harkens back to that LSU National Championship team that Burrow played on and set all sorts of records in his Heisman campaign when he was playing for Ed Orgeron. Uh, that type of player is always going to tug at the general public, especially when you beat teams like Kansas City, like a Nick Saban coached Alabama dynasty team, right? You want to you want ha to have some sort of uh, knight in shining armor, riding a white horse, beating the... Uh, you know the the imperial power of old. David versus Goliath. Exactly. A bit, yeah. Like that's what you want to see. It's funny. You can't call you can't call Joe Burrow a, a David, right? You can't call a number one overall pick, a Forsman, former Heisman winner, an NFL comeback player of the year, a David in a David Goliath scenario. But you need some sort of rivalry. That's what he's bringing you. You're right. You can't because he's a first overall pick. He's looked good all season coming back from that ACL injury. He looked good as a, as a rookie before he tore his ACL. But, you know, he was a transfer from Ohio State to LSU. He was totally off of everybody's radar. So he was a David then, but then, you know, he established himself. And, you know, he wins the national championship, gets first overall pick. Okay, well, now here we are in the NFL. He was absolutely a David against the Titans. He was definitely a David against the Chiefs. And look, a lot of people are going to say with the Bengals as a whole today that it's just too soon for them. And I get that. I don't disagree at all. Trust me, everyone. I would be shocked at all if the Rams win this. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm here taking the Bengals, but... You know, it's like the Avs right now. The Avs had, you know, made it to, they, they remember they had the guts all over the place first round against the Predators, okay? But then in the, but they lost in uh, six, you know, but that's fine. Okay, you, you, you took the Predators who were the one seed at the time, the Avs were the eighth seed, you took them six. Then the next season, guts you're the eighth seed the beating the first seed Calgary Flames. Damn right, Mark Mosher. And... Then you lose into the second round, terrible offside call in the game seven against the Sharks, but you take the next step, right? We're climbing the ladder here. That's what young teams are supposed to do. And then that's why it was a little bit of a disappointment that the Avs couldn't make it past the second round, you know, against the Stars and then against the Knights last year, back-to-back -back second rounds. The Avs are not climbing that ladder, but you, the ladder isn't necessarily real, okay? It's a nice way to think about things in terms of young teams, 
that you got to take your steps, you got to eat your lumps. Well, the Bengals are in the freaking Super Bowl right now. There's no ladder here. These guys are just young, naive, and stupid enough that maybe they don't care about no damn ladder. They're just going to go out there today. They're going to try to outkick their coverage once again, block out all the noise. And I think Joe Burrow's so smoking another cigar at the end of the night. Did you realize that when he won the national championship against LSU, and we all remember the photos and videos of him smoking that cigar after the game, that was the first cigar he's ever smoked in his life. He smoked it like that was the 50th cigar he's ever smoked. The first cigar I ever smoked, I think I yacked. I'm, I can, I think I did. I know the first time I, Dude, I did the first something dip, else. The first I was going to say, I, I know ever the first did. thing I did when I had another experience with tobacco. I know for a fact I yacked. Yeah, I, oh my God. I had one of those pale white faces. <laughs> yeah. Clutch the pillow. That's what you need to do. You just got to sit down and hold the pillow. Strike Dude, the if, you, if you saw me, oh, me smoking a cigar now, <laughs> I'm like struggling with that thing. But no, Joe Burrow is acting like a 10-year vet. I, another thing, Tom Brady retires. Maybe, and Joe Burrow's got a little Brady on him. You know, one man leaves, another man enters. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Spring has the Bengals. What do you have them at? Plus four and a half or plus four? Plus four and a half, but also I'm, I'm sprinkling a little something on them to win. All right. I am. Plus four and a half. He also has the money line. I've got the Rams covering four and a half this game. Um, I believe in Joe Burrow. I believe in Joe Mixon. I believe in Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. What I don't believe in is the consistency of the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line. What I do believe in on the other side, I believe in Aaron Donald. I believe in Leonard Floyd. I believe in Von Miller in playoff situations who has seven sacks in his last eight games. He is an absolute menace on the outside. And when quarterbacks cannot climb to the top of the pocket, what do they have to do? They have to wait and they have to spin out the backside of it. And when number 58, scratch that, when number 40 is on the outside running in, I worry about the possibility of big-time strip sacks deep in Cincinnati zones. Uh, that's why I have the Rams winning by more than four and a half this game. I'm not saying I'm rooting for the Rams. I just think that's what's going to happen in this game. I believe that all of this fun talk and all the America rooting for the Bengals doesn't have anything to do with Joe Burrow and how much fun he does. All it is is a fervent hatred for the city of Los Angeles, for the big city. All you want to do is root for the blue-collar Cincinnati team. That's the reason why you have so many people on Moneyline Cincinnati. That's the reason why you have so many people saying, well, it's Joe Burrow. No, it's not because you believe in him. It's because you hate L.A. Raj Spring, Blake Street Tavern. We're live here up until kickoff in Super Bowl 56 between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Los Angeles Rams. We're going to continue talking about that game. We'll have some bet the pipes. We'll come back, talk about the Avs. Big 4-0 win on the road in Dallas. It's Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. Between the Pipes, Altitude Sports Radio 92.5, Colorado Avalanche Postgame Show. A little Zed in the uh, the Legend of Zelda theme song remix ahead of Super Bowl 56 out there in Los Angeles. SoFi Stadium is the venue the teams competing the cincinnati Bengals, four and a half point underdogs and the los angeles rams the favorite playing in their home stadium the avalanche four nothing winners on the road you heard the call right here on altitude sports radio 
92.5 and worldwide on the Altitude Sports Radio mobile app. It's Raj and Spring. We're broadcasting live from the Blake Street Tavern in downtown Denver, Colorado. If you're in the area, if you're looking for something to do, come on down. There's plenty of space. It is starting to fill up pretty heavily, though. Uh, see us at the back of the... Uh, of the venue, couple of bars here, a bunch of TVs, NFL game sound for the entire night. Have a drink with us. We'll talk Avs hockey. We'll talk NFL football, the big betting games, all the props, all this nonsense. Spring's been here since like 9 o'clock in the morning talking about this game. Um, let's get back to the Avs, though. 4 nothing win. They extend their point streak to 19 games. Nazem Kadri sets a new career high for points in a season in, what, 43 games played for the second line center for the Avs. Nathan McKinnon comes back tonight, gets a primary assist on the game-winning goal. Obviously, the first one of the game happens to be that, a tip from the captain, Gabriel Landeskog, in front of the net, who ends the game with two goals as he was a bookend goal scored today. The tip to score it at the beginning, the empty netter to end the game and seal it at 4-0 for the Avs. Second shutout of the season for Darcy Kemper. The Avs continue to roll. Uh, Spring, we talked really quickly about uh, trades and the trade deadline that's coming up in a month. We uh, we touched on Marc-Andre Fleury and how we talked about at the beginning of the year how the Avs should really try and go after this when Darcy Kemper and Pavel Francouz weren't performing like the best tandem in the National Hockey League. Now that we've kind of moved past that and we like what's happening between the pipes, for lack of a better term, for the Avs, what are you looking at, if anything, for this team to add a month from now? I do think we should all prepare ourselves for the possibility, if not likelihood, and I don't think that this is the worst thing by any means, that this is going to be another relatively quiet trade deadline. And when is the trade deadline, Raj? The March 21st? I believe it's March 21 or 22. 21, right in that area. So we still got over a month, okay? I, I would be prepared, though, for this to be another... Derek Brassard. Monday, March 21. Monday, March 21. A Derek Brassard-esque acquisition. A Vlad Nemesnikov-esque acquisition. And there is nothing wrong with acquisitions like that. They're much more manageable, even though you're, uh, you know, all these salaries are prorated on the back half of the season. And yeah, Claude Giroux is a seven to eight million dollar cap hit, but you only got to account for whatever is left from March to, you know, early eight, like three weeks, like literally like three weeks of salary. So, yeah, that does make it very realistic that the Avs could acquire a Claude Giroux or a Joe Pavelski. That's another thing about this game today, too, man. This 4 nothing loss to the Stars. It's not like the Stars were in this game. The Stars were never in this game. And we're in the back half of the season now. And I know that the Stars are very much so alive for the final wild card spot in the Western Conference. But even if they get it, and it's going to be tough because there's some teams right there competing with them, you know. you're gonna, They're competing with the Winnipeg Jets and, you know, the two SoCal teams who are in position right now, but you never know how that's going to go. The San Jose Sharks, the Oilers, you know, a combination of those teams, even the Vancouver Canucks who just had a nice win over the Maple Leafs last night. So even if the Stars are able to best all of those teams and get the eighth seed, are the, the Stars need to, they need to be honest with themselves. And they need to look at this and say, look, well, this is not a Stanley Cup team. It's just, it's just not. And they're not. They should have that self-realization. And if that's the case, then yeah, they should absolutely trade Joe Pavelski. So 
because of the way that the money and the cap works, then Giroux and Pavelski are very acquirable. They, they, they will 100% fit in the Avs' salary cap structure. The Avs can make it work. I'm just saying, though, if it's not Giroux or it's not Pavelski and it's more of a third, fourth-line guy with experience, though, I'm okay with that because this team's stacked. This, this Avs team is absolutely stacked. So we'll see, we'll see how it plays out, but I am preparing for possibly another Nemesnikov or Broussard. I, I'm okay with that because, again... I don't believe that this team needs to add anything right now to win a cup. I think the changes that were made within the organization in the offseason were enough to get this team over the hump in terms of how to play playoff hockey and how to learn how to play off playoff hockey, or sorry, play playoff hockey. Tough to say back play, to play, back. Play, play, <laughs> play. Tough to say back to back there. Um, you try, don't flinch. They're learning how to do that in regular season. I knew it was coming at one point, Nelly. I, I knew it. You son of a gun. But this team is playing harder. They're winning in different ways. They're playing in a more gritty style. You have big guys like uh, Curtis McDermott playing 20 straight games for the Avs prior to sitting out last game. He's back in the lineup tonight playing on the D side. Will he stick there for the playoff run? Uh, I don't know, but the team is playing a grittier style, a more playoff-esque style of hockey while still scoring four goals a game. And now that they're finding their defensive legs, keeping shots to the outside, their high-danger scoring chances against today, against Dallas, where uh, they only gave up eight of them in a five-on-five situation. Or, sorry, eight of them total in the game, six-on-six. Or six-on, I can't speak right now. Six chances on a five-on-five situation there for the Mm Avs. So you're keeping pucks to the outside of the zone right now. The Stars didn't have a single high-danger scoring opportunity, according to naturalstattrick.com, in the entire game. So not only are you scoring at a massive clip, better than almost any team in the league, but now you're getting back to your defensive prowess that you showed all season last year. All of those things coming together, I don't know if you need to make a huge splash and give away, uh, not obviously this year's first round pick, but next year's first, and a a prospect. You'd have to give away a current NHL player, a la a Tyson Jost, a a JT Comfort. You'd have to give away an Oscar Olauson who's playing really well Uh, in Major Junior in Canada right now. So I don't know if you need to part with any of those players in order to, I guess, swing for the fences. If Joe does it, I believe in Joe blindly, and Joe we trust, as as most Avs fans should right now. If they stand pat, it's not an issue. All right. um, Man, I wish we could. I wish I would have looked up just a little sooner. And I was waiting for this, Raj, as i got to bring it back to the Super Bowl right now because I was waiting for this moment. This is a very important moment for me as a Bengals better today. What I've been waiting for all day is on the NBC pregame show for all of their analysts, their whole giant stable of analysts to make their picks, okay? And we just had everybody make their picks. And, of course, we all know when the, when the, when the broadcasters and the analysts make their picks, we get the... We get the bottom of the screen graphic where, you know, you Drew Brees, Tony Dungy, etc. There was like nine of them. Okay, like nine of these NBC dudes just made their pick. And like I said, I wish I could have paused the TV or gone and paid attention just a little before I caught the tail end of it. Only one person picked the Bengals. Everybody else is on the Rams. And you want to know why? Because we're broadcasters. We're sports guys. It's hard to go on the air, especially on national television, NBC, 
and say the Rams are not going to win this game. It's the smart pick. It's the logical pick. These guys want to be right. I knew it. I knew everybody was going to take the Rams. I wish I could have seen who that sole Bengals picker was. That's a real one right there. JAC. Yeah, I saw that. I don't know who JAC is. Who is JAC? That is Jack but Collinsworth. The Bengals. Whoever... Is that little Collinsworth? That is Jack Collinsworth. Yes, much like his, his kid. Yeah, much like his dad. They they each are missing a letter from their name. He's missing the K at the end, and of course, his dad is missing the H in Chris. So down a letter. Oh, hold on. We're, Wait, we're Jack, bringing, we're Jack, bringing children into to pick the Super Bowl. No, 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 What's Jack, no right Jack Collinsworth is Chris Collinsworth, adult son. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> who works? I was like, for, what is happening with this broadcast? For NBC. <laughs> he works for. Okay, all right. Yeah. Former Bengals. All right. Wow. I, I brought up Jack Collinsworth, and then we completely lost Raj and Spring there. Oh, my goodness. It's, it's absolute insanity down there at the Blake Street Tavern. In case you did miss it, you're listening to Between the Pipes, and the fellas are down at the Blake Street Tavern. They got the game on. They have a ridiculous amount of TVs down there. As you could hear, it's starting to fill in. It sounds like it's an absolute party down there. Springer was telling us that he's the only one picking the Bengals, him and, of course, Jack Collinsworth. If you guys want to talk about anything regarding the Avalanche game, technically this is an Avalanche postgame show. So if you guys want to talk about the Avs, feel free to text us here at the station. 30933 is how you get in on the text line. 30933. Or you can call us back. Actually, hold on. It sounds like Raj and Springer are here. Oh, we're out. Yeah, he can't hear us. You, you guys, I just got you. You just you came back. I lost you for about 30, 40 seconds there. It sounds like it's absolutely bonkers down there at Blake Street. Did you send us the, did you send us the break? I didn't. We are still on air right now. Are we still in segment right now? We are still in segment. We are professionals. Listen, that's live radio for you. We're having some connection issues down here at Blake Street Tavern. We apologize. People here, the network and the bandwidth is uh, is is crazy taxed right now. But the uh, Avs four nothing winners here against the Dallas Stars. The national anthem going on right now. I wonder how long this anthem is so going to be from SoFi Stadium. The over under I saw a couple of them were set at like two minutes and five seconds, but they've done an anthem under ninety seconds apparently. So the Listen, we're going to take a quick time out here. We're going to try and see if we can't fix the technical uh, gremlins that are running around here at Blake Street Tavern. It's Raj Spring Between the Pipes, Super Bowl 56 edition on Altitude Sports Radio 9. You're listening to Between the Pipes, Altitude Sports Radio 92.5, Colorado Avalanche postgame show. Super Bowl 56 between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Los Angeles Rams about to kick off from SoFi Stadium in L.A. Raj and Spring broadcasting live from the Blake Street Tavern after the Avs skate to a 4-0 win on the road in Dallas. They have points in 19 straight games. They maintain their stranglehold atop the Central Division, atop the NHL as a hold. Come on down to Blake Street Tavern, have a beer, 
have a burger, hang out with us, watch some football, talk some hockey. It is, uh, it's packed down here. I, I, I keep saying that uh, people are starting to trickle in. People have trickled in, uh, but get down here if you are, you are in uh, the general area here, Spring. Uh, again, Avs win for nothing. It's kind of same old, same old with this game. Uh, the Avs come out, they punch you in the mouth, they place out defensively. You're not going to be able to catch up with them. Uh, Dallas just simply isn't the team that went all the way to the Stanley Cup final two years ago in the bubble. They're starting to age just a little bit. They do not have the uh, the requisite goaltending to make that next step. So uh, as you said, I think Joe Pavelski will be available at the trade deadline for certain pe or certain teams rather to take a look at. Uh, the Avs will be one of those teams kicking the tires. But uh, listen, we, we teased this at the beginning of the show. Uh, I've wanted to bring this back for a while. We're going to bring this back every single show from now until the Avs win the cup at the end of the year as we knock firmly on the wooden table in front of us here at Blake Street Tavern. But it is time, Steve Nelson, to bring back our good show, Bet the Pipes. Uh, oh, we're betting him on a Super Bowl Sunday. We're betting hockey, though. Right. This is a this is a, a segment that we did a couple of years ago in which Spring and I go through the next day's NHL games. And guess what? This year, we're going to add in some European hockey. It's something that Spring and I like to talk about. It's somewhere that you guys can win a little bit of money if your, uh, your chosen sports book has the odds. Today, there's going to be nearly $8 billion wagered on the Super Bowl. Eight billion. Last year it was 4.8. We're not going to bet on, on the NFL, though we will give you our picks before we get off tonight. But this will be on the hockey side. Uh, there's no European hockey tomorrow spring, but I do have my eyes uh, on some international hockey. And that's the women's team out there in the Olympics. USA versus Finland. I have the USA women covering a three and a half goal puck line against Team Finland, who they opened up the international play in Beijing with a five nothing win earlier on in the tournament. I think they cover the three and a half easily. I think they skate to like a seven nothing win uh, in this, this knockout stage match to get to the gold medal game, assumedly to face the Canadians who they lost to in group play. So I'm gonna have the USA women covering three and a half that pays out at nearly even money. It's even better. You'll get the nickel on top of it, on top of it at plus 105. I'm also going to have another bet in that game because I think the USA women are going to cover the over goal line by themselves on the total. The over-under for that game between Finland and the U.S. is 5.5, and, and it pays at 170 on the over. I'm going to hammer the over 5.5. I'm going to hammer the U.S. women to cover 3.5 in that game. Those are my first two picks on the international side. Let's go over to the NHL. Tomorrow, the Toronto Maple Leafs coming off of a really bad loss, a listless loss last night. They're one and a half point favorites on the road against the lowly Seattle Kraken. I'm gonna take them to cover the puck line at minus one and a half, pays out at 125 tomorrow. All right, I have got one Olympic hockey pick for everybody out there. Uh, this one actually, puck drop, 9.10 p.m. Mountain Time tonight. So, hey, are you going to lose money on the Super Bowl tonight? Well, I got a way to make it back for you. I love you. it. All right. Give me Switzerland women plus seven and a half against Canada. Now, yeah. the last time that these two teams played, about 11 days ago in the Olympics, Canada beat Switzerland 12 to 1, okay? Line's coming in at 7.5, so uh, that's not quite minus 11 or plus 11. 
But I've noticed this with the Canadian women this Olympics. Whenever they cover big, then they don't cover the next couple games. For example, they beat Switzerland 12-1. Then they beat Finland 11-1. Then Russia covered. They covered. They only lost 6-1 against Canada. That was a cover. And then it was only a 4-2 win for Canada over the U.S. women. They're coming off, Canada is, an 11-0 win over Sweden. So I'm just saying a little bit of a hangover for the Canadian women tonight. Give me Switzerland plus 7.5. That's just a line play. I think that should be closer to 9.5. So the fact that it's 7.5, I'm saying, all right, odds makers, I see what you're doing. Give me, give me the Swiss. All right, Swiss plus 7.5 for uh, Spring on his first pick on uh, 2022's first version of Bet the Pipes. What's number two? All right, uh, tomorrow night, let's go ahead and go with the Winnipeg Jets minus one and a half against the Chicago Blackhawks. I think that the Blackhawks coming off of a 5-1 to one loss at St. Louis last night and Marc-Andre Fleury was in goal. I think it's time for the Blackhawks to just get the absolute crap kicked out of them just to influence them to trade Marc-Andre Fleury on Tuesday. So... <laughs> Uh, let's let's go, Winnipeg. Go ahead and beat the Blackhawks by more than one. And since I'm going plus 150 on that minus one and a half, let me just take a little bit simpler of a money line here. I think the Detroit Red Wings are playing better than even I expected this season. Now, granted, they're a mid-level team. They're probably not going to make the playoffs, but the Bruins are kind of screwing up just enough where it's possible. That being said, the Minnesota Wild are coming off of a really nice win the other night, 3-2 at home against the Carolina Hurricanes. The Wild don't get enough credit. They don't get enough love. They're a really good team. They're minus 230 to beat the Red Wings tomorrow night. Give me the Wild at home. All right, minus 230 on the money line. Minnesota at home against Stevie Wise Goon Squad, the Detroit Red Wings, minus 230 there. So to recap, Raj with the USA women covering three and a half in the semifinal against Finland at plus 105. The USA-Finland game for the women over five and a half, paying out at plus 170. Toronto to cover the puck line on the road at the Kraken, plus 125. For Mark Springer, he's taking the Swiss women to cover a seven and a half puck, puck line against Team Canada because, well, they ham and egg it, right? They go one yep. on, one off, one on, one off. And Team Canada is looking like they are on a uh, an off cycle for this uh, the semifinal game. Do not expect them to lose this game, though. It will be a Team USA, Team Canada final out there in Beijing. He also has Winnipeg minus one and a half against the Chicago Blackhawks, paying out at plus 150. And then the Minnesota Wild, red hot Kirill Kaprizov, Matt Zuccarello, Cam Talbot at minus 230. So that's our first edition of Bet the Pipes. Listen, we're going to do this every single show. We'll come back the next show. We'll recap what we got right, what we got wrong. We're going to keep the units, what we've done throughout the entire season to see how much money uh, we could have possibly made if we happened to be actual betting men here on this show. Uh, at the end of the year, we'll, we'll put something on the table. I don't know what. We'll make a mustache bet. I don't know. Something something dumb like that that we'll have to, to throw out as a wager. Hopefully, I can go over 500 on my picks. That'd be great. That's all Just you need to say. To do. Hey, look at me! I made you maybe a little money with like some minus two thirties mixed in there, which, you know, that's not gonna make you a ton, but make you a little something. 
Let's talk about tonight's big game. Obviously, Super Bowl 56 between the Bengals and the Rams. It's about to kick off here. Uh, the Rams, four-and-a-half-point favorites in this game spring. You spent this morning uh, doing a show with Dan Fellman right here from where we're standing at Blake Street Tavern uh, in downtown Denver. Uh, I'm sure you guys went over a bunch of prop bets. You've already given your pick. You have you have the Bengals not only uh, covering their four-and-a-half points that they're being given by Sportsbook, but winning this game outright on the money line. I've said that I have St. Louis – sorry, St. Louis – uh, Los Angeles covering the four and a half that they're giving back to the sports book and winning Super Bowl 56 here on the arm of Matt Stafford and certainly on the defensive prowess uh, of Lu or of uh, Von Miller and Leonard Floyd and Aaron Donald. You know, I, I actually do appreciate that little slip there alluding to the St. Louis Rams because it makes me think we're going to see a lot of Bengals jerseys at SoFi tonight, right? We should see a lot of orange. Is there really going to be a lot of Rams support in that building tonight? Like, I know there's going to be some, and it's their home building. It's more than it would be had the Chargers made the Super Bowl. Yes, no doubt about it. But do they even have a true fan base is kind of what I'm getting at. Isn't that the knock against L.A. in general when you're talking about football, right? It's like it's USC football and then nothing else. Yes, it, it is. It has been that way for even going back to, you know, the uh, the Ramit days, right? Like going back Absolutely. to the days of, of Eric Dickerson playing. and Oh, the Raiders were the, there the, you go. the number one team in that town back then. Let's ram it. Hey, I, I you know I like to ram it. You know I, I like to ram it. But who day, man? Who day? That's that's kind of where I'm at today. What about this kicking matchup today? Fascinates me. Mostly what fascinates me is Evan McPherson. You can call him McMoney, although Brandon McManus kind of had that already. You can call him Kickpherson. I like to call him McFearless. This guy is McFearless. He, he is not – I'm getting people shaking their heads at me right now. <laughs> This Don't guy is to the haters, he, Springer. He, dude, he he has no fear. He's the closest thing to Justin Tucker that I've seen. And Justin Tucker is look. I think Adam Vinatieri was great, but Justin Tucker has taken this kicking thing to a whole nother level. And now, lo and behold, in that very division in the AFC North, this Evan McPherson kid is looking like the next Justin Tucker. I do wonder if field goal kicking or hell, even extra point kicking, plays a factor in today's game. All right, so let's let's bring you to the sports book here. Kicker points head to head. Matt Gay minus 121. Evan McPherson, however, has the better value of winning this matchup at minus 106. If you're taking the Bengals, you're probably taking McPherson as the kicker. Yeah, there too, and right? you know that's an interesting number, and that's probably the reason that Matt Gay is the favorite. And Matt Gay is an average kicker, okay? But Evan McPherson, that's going to be a Pro Bowl kicker right there. Um. The reason that Gay is probably favored to get more points as a kicker is because people like the Rams to score more points to get into the red zone and field goal range more often than the Bengals. So, yeah, McPherson is the better kicker, but it looks like the odds makers are looking at it and saying, okay, you're the better kicker, but how often are you going to get to kick? Whereas they're saying with Matt Gay and the Rams, there's more opportunities likely for you to kick tonight. That's my read on that. Over under 35 and a half yards, the first successful field goal made in today's game. Uh, all right, Marie here sitting with us uh, has it on the under. I talked about this with Dan Feldman earlier. I think it's the over. 
I think it's the over as well. I mean, once once these teams, both teams, get inside that, what was the line, 35 and a half? 35 and a half. Once, and that, so that's your that's you're red ta- zone. That you're talking at the 20-yard line, inside yeah. the 20-yard line. Once both these teams get inside the 20-yard line, unless it's fourth and long, they're going for it. This is fourth and go for it here today. This is a new era in the NFL. I, I completely agree with you. I also think there's going to be, you know, there's going to be a third and seven from somewhere on, you know, the the 35 early on in the game. You're not going to get it. You're just going to want to put points on the board. And especially like a guy uh, with McPherson, with a guy, again, an average kicker in Gay, who he's not going to win you a game from 55 plus, but is he going to miss any of those kicks that are in between 35 and 45 early on the game? Most likely not. So I've got the over on the 35 uh, and a half here. Obviously, the, uh, the most cliched prop bet of all, heads or tails spring. Well, Josh Allen thought that tails never fails until it failed. Or did he go with heads? Did he Josh go with heads? Allen? I can't remember. What did Josh Allen pick? Heads? Josh, no, Josh Allen went with tails. No, he went with, he went heads, with heads, and we were all telling him to go with tails because tails never fails. But then didn't the Bengals go with tails? And they lost. So tails does fail. Um, I don't know, man. I will never, ever, ever bet the coin toss. It's not for me either. I like I bet it a couple of times, and everyone says it's this big old like adrenaline adrenaline rush. I, I never got that. No, never got that. It's not the type of bet you want to put any sort of money like worth like big money. I'm not even saying like big big money, even just like a little big money. You know the bet that I loved spring was will the opening kickoff be returned? I, you know I'm hearing that. Uh, will the opening kick be a touchback? Yes or no? Which is the same thing, right? right. Um, that a lot of savvy bettors are saying it will not be a touchback, which is a little bit of plus money because they bring out a new stiff ball for the Super Bowl, and therefore it's not going to go into the end zone. You're talking about stiff balls. I'm talking about stiff balls here. <laughs> I had to. I'm sorry. But it was, it was here's the problem. Uh, right there. We're, like, about we're to still f- doing crazy. We're, we are. we're about to find out here in a few minutes as the Bengals are taking the field. Um if, if the Bengals kick, I don't know who will win the coin toss and who will choose to receive or defer, but if the Bengals are the ones kicking this ball off and you have no touchback, I'd be worried about that because Evan McPherson, stiff balls be damned, he's putting that thing in the end zone. Hey, phrase uh, it. <laughs> over under 48 and a half in this game. Uh, both pay out at minus 110. Uh, I have the over in this game spring. I think it's going to be high flying. I don't think it's going to be a defensive struggle, although that's what we thought a couple of years ago when we saw the Rams in the Super Bowl, although uh, quarterbacked by a different player in Jared Goff. I think there's going to be a lot of points put on the board today. Uh, I had this, I, I believe when I was talking with um, Moj and Vic, I had this at like a 31-24 to 24 game in favor of... Uh, in favor of the Los Angeles Rams. I, I think it's going to be high scoring. I've got the Rams not only covering the four and a half, I put a sidecar on them at six and a half today as well because I, I think they're going to win. I think it's a touchdown. However, I believe Joe Burrow will have the football in his hands with a chance to tie this game at the end. I don't know if he is able to successfully get down there and have a few shots in the red zone, but I think since he's going to have a shot with like 90 seconds to go to tie this game up with a touchdown. And I, I actually disagree with you on this pick. I think this is a little bit of a lower-scoring Super Bowl. I like the under 48.5 on the total today. And, in fact, if you can still get in on it, 
And granted, I make no guarantees, but the over-under on the first quarter total points is 9.5. And, and I find that number to be interesting because you know, a lot of people are going to look at that and say, well, give me the over, that's just a touchdown and a field goal. A little more risky to take the under nine and a half, but remember, the odds makers make these lines, they make these numbers for a reason. It's even money to win on both sides. So, I don't know, I think I think they're calling something here. I think we're getting a little jittery, slow start here, a little nerves for both teams to come out. Both teams, you know, besides Von Miller and Aaron Donald and a handful of Rams players who were, who were on that team a, a couple years ago, there's going to be a lot of nervous players here tonight. And I know, man, I know that when you look back on that, what was it, 13-3? to What win, a snooze fest of a Super uh, Bowl. For the, for the Patriots over the Rams a few years ago. Yeah. That, you know, well that, well, that was Jared Goff, and this is Matt Stafford. I totally get that. But Jared Goff was pretty damn good that entire season. Uh, you know, they, they had some regular season games that were just lights out. They went into New Orleans and won in the Superdome. Are we sure that Matt Stafford's going to do better than Jared Goff here in the big game today? We'll see. I don't know. I need to see it. Uh, a couple other prop bets as we get ready for kickoff here in Super Bowl 56. Uh, Cooper Cup over under eight receptions in today's game. The uh, NFL Offensive Player of the Year. He won the Triple Crown of Receiving this season. Uh, was also a guy who was a finalist for NFL MVP alongside back-to-back -back winner, four-time winner of that award, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, and recently retired Tom Brady of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Cooper Cup is just awesome. I mean, trust me, as a, as a guy who's picking the Bengals today, I see what the daunting task is on the other side, and I really do think that number one above all else, even above the Bengals' offensive line containing Donald, Vaughn, Floyd, is containing Cooper Cup. I, he is going to be really difficult to contain today. I understand why the catch number on him is around eight. I think the yard number for him is about 105 yards. That's a that's a lot. What it's a, a lot, but, man. But he's Cooper Cup, so I get why that line is high. I'm gonna go under on both those because uh, you know I'm obviously back in the Bengals here today. But I completely understand what a great player Cooper Cup is. Uh. Also, T. Higgins, his catch total and total yards, um, that's, a, that's one that we talked with Michael Lombardi about. Everyone talks about Jamar Chase and the Joe Burrow connection. T. Higgins is a guy that, if he's not bracketed on Jalen Ramsey, can go off and have a game today. I'd look at whatever your sports book is giving you for a combination in terms of yards and total catches for T. Higgins. You spring being high on the Bengals tonight, that might be a really guy to look at. Yeah, no, there's a lot of sneaky ones. Like, you can look at something like Samaje Pirine, the backup running back for the Bengals, to go over one and a half catches. Joe Burrow likes to mix in both of Mixon. I didn't even mean to do that right there. Speaking of Joe Mixon, his uh, total rushing and receiving yards today is over under 90.5, paying out at 105. And Joe Mixon is this, look, I think a awesome long shot Super Bowl MVP bet is Evan McPherson at 60-1. to 1. Somebody threw that out uh, on, on Nate and Andy's show last week, and I thought it was the funniest, coolest prop. Is it going to hit? There's probably no chance in hell, but, you know, because a kicker has never won Super Bowl MVP and probably never will. But, hell, man, I think it's worth five bucks at 60-1 to 1 on McPherson. If I'm being realistic, though, as a Bengals backer, Joe Mixon to win MVP really intrigues me at 25 to 1. 
Uh, you know, you I think Mixon is underrated. He's going to get touches. Whether He's it's by far the best rusher in this game. He, well, Cam Akers is coming from that Achilles. He's healthy and he's right. I think he's right there with Mixon, but we'll see. Mixon has been underrated for a few years now. He doesn't get the love. He doesn't get the love of a Derrick Henry or a Christian McCaffrey, a Saquon Barkley. And you know what? I get that sense, but here's a here's an opportunity for Joe Mixon today to show that yeah, he's got some of that top-tier running back in him. You don't have to be a great running back. You just got to be pretty damn good if your team's in the Super Bowl. All right, I've got a fun one as we're talking about shot Super Bowl and here. Yes or pays out at plus 175. No pays out at minus 235. Football for of Cincinnati. Defensive tackle Tyler Super Bowl MVP. Remember, I. Uh, All right, I'm going to see if I can get the guys to reconnect here. Uh, they were cutting in and out pretty bad. I don't know if you heard any of those player props, but it looks like they're doing the national anthem right now. I saw a harp out there. Um, oh, I think I hear him again. It's, a it's actually America the Beautiful, Steve Nell. Ah, you see, that? that's what I get. I wasn't paying attention. I was trying to put out fires back here in the studio. I got the song wrong. That's, that's what I get for a lapse in attention. But, Raj, if you could run over some of those MVP props again because it was cutting out, you would say, player, uh, uh, and then it would just stop. So we heard almost none of that. If you could run through that list again. Listen, listen that's, uh, that's live radio for you. Really struggling with the technical difficulties here, but I'll, I'll still be here. If you have any final predictions that you want to get in um, before the game kicks off here, you can get in on the text line 30933, or you can call the station 303-504-0925. We actually had a regular listener of Between the Pipes, Seth. People may recognize him. He called me, and he gave me his prediction, so he wrote it down in Sharpie. He's picking the Rams to win it 30-21 to 21 Final score, Rams over the Bengals, and he said that it's going to come down to a Von Miller pick six to seal the deal. So, Seth, I got your prediction. I just I just put it on the air. It's recorded. You're not getting out of it now. We got it in shock. All right, fellas, are you there? Nelly, can you hear us, buddy? I got you. You are, you are up right Steve now. Nelson, hey. Steve. Yep. You are live and on the air with, with Steve Nelson, host of Between the Pipes on Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. Who's that on the listener line? Hey, are we there? Yep, you've been here this whole time. We've been here this entire time. No, you haven't. I'm just kidding. I just brought you guys back. We got you. <laughs> Oh, well, that's, again, the, the bugaboos of, uh, of live radio and doing shows on remote. Again, out here at Blake Street Tavern, the, uh, the network gremlins are having their way with us as the national anthem is being played ahead of Super Bowl 56. This is in a special extended version of Between the Pipes ahead 
of the Super Bowl with the Cincinnati Bengals and Los Angeles Rams. Spring and I have been going over uh, some prop bets today. Uh, Will an LSU Ram, or LSU Tiger rather, uh, win the Super Bowl MVP? It's either essentially will Joe Burrow win the MVP or will Matt Stafford win the MVP today? Um, that's your yes or your no is what you're looking at. Yeah, well, yeah, for the LSU Tigers, you're, uh, as, as you were getting into, Jamar Chase, Odell Beckham, and Joe Burrow. So, you know, we got a lot of LSU being represented here tonight. You think Ed Orgeron's in the building? Eddie-o! Eddie-o, my guy. All right, Spring, we have we have your uh, your prediction. You have the Bengals' money line. Give me a score for today's game. Be that guy. Can you hit it right on the head? I, it's very rare for me to hit one of these. All you know, Again, I think this is a little bit of a lower-scoring game. I'm going to go Bengals 22 Rams 19. 22-19 in favor of Cincinnati. I have the Los Angeles Rams winning this game. I've got the final score at 31 LA, 24 Cincinnati, with Joe Burrow having a chance at the end to make up uh, for some, some really, really special, special moments in this Super Bowl as he did uh, in the AFC title game. This is a quarterback that will not surprise me if he makes my picks look uh, completely idiotic. Hopefully this is fun. Hopefully it's high flying, much like the Avalanche offense has been all year long. Again, 4 nothing win uh, for the Avs. Again, uh, apologies for uh, for any of the technical difficulties that we had today with our bandwidth issues down at Blake Street Tavern. But uh, for my partner, the radio machine, Mark Springer, uh, for Steve Nelson, Emma Baumgarten down here at the Blake Street Tavern. For Steve Nelson, uh, again, uh, second time doing everything back at the studio on the ones and twos. My name is Alex Ryanemi. Super Bowl 56, it's about to kick off between the Rams and the Bengals. Get your bets in. Your time is running out. The next time that we will talk to you will be in a couple of days as the Avalanche take on the Dallas Stars here at home, the second leg of a back-to-back -back on Tuesday evening. As a reminder, you guys can still get down here to Blake Street. Put your name in to try and win tickets for the Valentine's Day game between the Denver Nuggets and the Orlando Magic. But... For a special edition of Between the Pipes, Raj and Spring, we're out. Go eat some wings, go drink some beer, go watch some football. Who day? with Alex Ryan Emmy and Mark Springer on Denver's official home for Avs Hockey. Altitude Sports Radio. Sound the horn! 92.5.